G'day, everybody. It's time for a new podcast. I was thinking to myself late last week, who on earth would I like to talk sport with over a period of time? And I thought, you know what? That brother of mine, Tim, he'd be right into this. So, ladies and gentlemen, I'm David Redden, and it's a very warm welcome to my, my brother, Tim. Hello, mate. How are you? G'day, mate. I'm not too bad, obviously. We've had a little bit of a chat, Tom. Struggling with the bloody coronavirus, but um, I'm here and I'm ready to chat. Looking oh, forward to it. Fabulous. Thank you for doing so well. You're not overly well. Um, <laughs> okay, first of all, uh, one amazing semi final and one pretty pulverizing semi final in the Rugby World Cup in France. And it's New Zealand and South Africa in the final of the World Cup. Uh, I know our brother Joe was sitting up early in the morning watching the, the Blacks in Argentina, and that was ridiculously awesome and then somehow South Africa stumbled and bubbled their way to a victory over a, a gal in England they were two very contrasting semi-finals weren't they absolutely absolutely um and you know we're going to end up with a final which is a test of the the best attack versus the best defense of this cup at least of these last few months um I watched the South Africa-England game all the way through I didn't see all of the All Black game but uh England were in control of the thing the whole way through, but never looked like breaching the, the Arfis try line. And um, with about 15 minutes to go, the Arfis scrum got on top and won them a few penalties up the ground. And they dobbed an, enough of one over after scoring one try to, to do the business there. So I secretly reckon the box are going to be hard to beat. I don't think oh, the All Blacks I would have been agree, tested actually. by anything by that. I don't think they've been tested by anything like they're going to meet this weekend. Also fair. Um, it's it was quite astonishing to watch an English pack being treated with disdain oh, and getting scrum penalties. I I can't remember the last time I saw an English um, pack fold like an accordion. It was remarkable to watch. Yeah, they, they just crumbled, didn't they? Um, yep. I think definitely worth a mention for Los Pumas. What a they'd be delighted with yes. their result. I would have thought going into the tournament if you'd offered them a semi, that it jumped at. Uh, I think so, particularly with the fact that Ireland are probably the best team in Europe. And yeah, Ireland, yeah, well. Ireland had the misfortune to run into the All Blacks in what I think has been the game of the tournament. That yeah, was a superb game of football, Tim. That's a, big, that's a fair call, absolutely. And, you know, Wales were not rubbish either. Just the Lions no. are going to be good, mate. Oh, well, yes. Funny we should talk about that. That's, that sounds like an opportunity. In lesson. It's, it's actually, you know, just over 18 months away. The Lions are in Australia. And uh, there's some skullduggery, skullduggery going on with the brothers. We're trying to arrange it so we get down there to watch them at the MCG. Um, but, yes, the lines are going to be phenomenal. And as for Australia, um, well, the, the less said, the better. I think the best thing that Eddie Jones has said uh, in the last six months is he said, have, he said, no, <laughs> that, not that. But he did say in his press conference, we're a long way off have a look at the quarterfinals. And I actually think that that is extraordinarily truthful. The quarterfinals were terrific football and it shows you how far the Wallabies have. The Wallabies are a very ordinary football side. You hope that some of these players that gotten some experience at this World Cup will be better in the next one, but I've got yeah, no great faith. Right. I'm not sure where rugby is in Australia at the moment, actually. I still think Dave Rennie was a bit hard done by. I thought he was building something yep. and it got cut off halfway through for, you know, Eddie the fly-in, fly-out. Coach, um, and I would have loved to have seen what Rennie had developed with the squad he was developing, and if they'd gone better, you know, this is all ifs and buts. But uh, I still don't think yes, we were we were in the top six, no way or the other. So, 
Um, speaking of World Cups, uh, perhaps it's this one should be called the BCCI Cup. I'm not quite sure. <laughs> the, the World Cup going on in the subcontinent at the moment. And um, if they keep producing pitches like this, I'll tell you what, India's going to be hard to beat. I mean, that's probably a, a blithering over, uh, understatement. But goodness me, they're in great form. But everything is falling into place. Like, did you see that wide that it wasn't given to give Kohli a chance at a century? Yeah, That's that absurd. A, even the look on his face, he knew what he was doing. I think there was a little bit yeah. of a dig at the bowling side, that one. Come on, fellas, no, be honest. But um, again, South Africa looking very good in that competition as well. As are New Zealand. Yes. So, yeah, um, we, we might find a way to sneak into that top four, but we'll have to do a fair bit of work to be any good when we get there? Well, yes. Um, the fact that the head's not far away doesn't hurt. I, I tell you what, it, living where you more. do, uh, well, that's the good point. Marnus? Yeah, and he's probably been our most consistent run scorer in the last, in the middle order, in the, in the that, last that, little That's bit. also are you, true. Are you, putting, are you putting head in the middle order? Well, that's not what they're writing. They're saying he's going to open. The one I want to talk about... everyone shuffled down? Because Smith's the one who's worst out of form. Oh, you're not dropping Steve Smith. Probably not. They talk to me about the him. renaissance of Mitch Marsh in the last 12, 18 months. Oh, he's been outstanding. I'll tell you what, I've always rated him. Um, right. I, I, I think he's a fine player and a good fella. Uh, once he could, he's, he punched that wall just when he was about to really break open. And it put him back at least a year. But yep. I think it grew. I think it grew him up a lot too. Um, but he can score runs like that. Century in the Ashes was one of the best things I've ever seen. That was one of the best hundreds I've ever seen. Nasser Hussain. Nasser If you if you listen to the commentary that Nasser Hussain, who's actually not a bad commentator, said this guy is one of the best pullers of a cricket ball in world cricket. And anything remotely short, he brutalizes it. Can I ask yeah. you a question? Uh, living in Perth. Right now, Western Australia's got three very, very final rounders in Hardy, Green and Marsh. Is Hardy good enough cricketer to be considered for Test cricket in the next two years? Uh, our setup makes that a really hard question and answer because what are we going to base that on? White ball cricket. Um, mm. Does he go to England and, and have a really good season there? I think he's a sensational talent. I'm not sure in which form or all, all how much of the three, all three forms that's going to be. Um, I certainly think in Red Bull cricket, he's, he's a distance behind Green and Marsh. Okay. Um, I think Marsh is in our best Red Bull team, and I think there's probably an argument made that Green's in there too. When Warner goes, does Head go to opening? And that's, that's a reasonable-looking side. Yes, I think that there'll that there'll be some huge changes in the Australian side, in, especially before the next Ashes, but even the next twelve to eighteen months. Mm. Um, and and who comes in? You wonder whether Wiley will get enough runs. Inglis is playing pretty good cricket in the short forms of the game. I still like Philippi. I think Philippi's got oh, yeah. a lot to offer, yeah, especially at Red Bull cricket. Uh -huh. Philippi can take a game away from you in a session, much yeah. like a pre uh, a. a, a uh, uh, former West Australian wicketkeeper, but it is interesting at that. Oh, look, I think Australia will do well to make the semis, um, but I tell you what, I'll, right I right now, other I, games are going to make it possible for us. 
Well, that's true. I still think New Zealand and India are a reasonable shout at the final. I reckon if they can avoid each other in the semis, I think that's where I'm at. I think they're the most two most balanced sides. Yeah, yeah, that's fair. And, you know, form current forms the the indicator of that. I tell you, the quick cricket question you want to be asking West Australian is how do um how do West Australians react to Australia's uh, struggles? And the first thing that comes up. And anyone older than me, definitely, is oh, mate, if Langer was still there, and it's you know, it, Cummins, Cummins, and McDonald are perceived as a very soft touch, and you know, it's uh, this pat you on the back, give you a chin rub, kind of. This is all the stuff I hear. And as soon as Australia drops a game or two, oh, it wouldn't happen if it was Langer, blah blah blah. And I just think, I don't think that's an accurate reading of history, personally. Um, and I certainly don't look at these cricketers and think they don't want it or that they are, you know, lacking in professionalism or lacking in desire to win or any of that. I just think sometimes there's a lot of cricket and sometimes they look, you know, they might be a bit tired. I think we could have rotated our bowlers a bit better in the ashes and I think we were very I reliant think on I three think, quick I, bowlers. Yep. I think there's things they could have done a little bit differently. I, if people want to go back to that, the last two Ashes tours to England have had the exact same result with two different mm-hmm. coaches. The exact mm-hmm. same result. Yep. Um, yeah, look, uh, when you watch some of those documentaries, you can see that there was a lot of angst towards Langer. And, you know, the, the captain, I think, has uh, driven some of that. And I don't think there's a question about that. What I think will be interesting is when the next Australian captain comes in, what kind, and which I think will be Marnus. Uh, who, how, <laughs> what kind of a coach will can manage him? Because he's a complete nut of fruitcake. Man, I'll double showing you. Well, Jeez. That's, that's a question of can he really be captain? He isn't. He's just such a pest. Well, I suppose <laughs> you just if listen not, to him there at short leg all day, and you go, "Oh my God, can someone tell that bloke to pipe down for a while?" And the question is, if he's not the next Test captain after Cummins is finished, I don't know who is. It's mm-hmm. a very interesting question whether Travis Head will be around long enough. I don't know. But, yeah, it's it's an interesting one. But, look, keep an eye on the World Cup. See if anyone can topple India, India on those decks. They've got a superb bowling lineup, great batting lineup. If Coley's they, in the form of his life. If they catch South Africa on a day, South Africa might be able to set a score that they just can't get. Yeah, well, they made 399 the other day, didn't they? Yeah, Comfortably yeah, against you know, the Poms. And they made 400 in a few games before that. And, and yeah. also, I think, you know, we probably need to recognise a couple of nice upset results to show that, like World Rugby, World Cricket's evening out that little bit. Yeah, so even though the guy that got all the runs for, for the Netherlands was called Scott Edwards, but that's another matter. <laughs> hey, mate, we can't we can't talk about names and origins. You know, one of our best cricketers called Usman Kwaja. New Zealand's best cricketers' name's Ravinja. Um, well, one, <laughs> and, one of their best, and um, one of their best bowlers is named. It's a well game. Yeah, Eddie's name was Neil Fagner before he went to New Zealand, and he, he <laughs> he's an Afrikaner. Yeah. So, now, changing subjects, how compelling is the baseball championship series been? Oh my lord! Like the, that's, that's exactly the, right. There's no the, other way to describe it. The divisional series were just, you know, oh, well, he's these, all these favourites. These guys are coming in, having pounded the whole regular yep. season, everyone. And majority of them went out without a win. Well, Baltimore did. Baltimore got swept, didn't they? I think so. Yes. Um, Baltimore got swept. Yep. 
Uh, um, you've got three wild cards Seattle, in, the, in the championship series. Seattle fell out, fell off the perch late in the piece, and you know yep. they were sitting at the top. We uh, Houston, I say we, you know, Houston Astros fans here, we need to avow that. Yes, publicly, um, <laughs> died in the wool. We we snuck into the top spot in our division in the last game day. Uh, the Dodgers in Atlanta got beaten at their first yep. opportunity. No Just, one saw that. Absolutely no one. And now we've got a couple of thrillers going on. Oh, this I'm, I'm telling you, if Philadelphia, which I, I think they will, if Philadelphia make the World Series, they're going to be, especially if they play Texas, they'll get home field. I don't know if anybody's going to stop Philly in that lunatic asylum at Citizens Bank. Schwarber <laughs> and Harper have been ridiculous. Yeah, they are seriously good players. And, you know, their, their defence is pretty good as well. Their, their infield sensational. Oof. Yeah, the Houston exactly. series is Houston series. We can't, we can't win at home. That's well, neither fair. side can. Extraordinarily, there's been six games in the ALCS, and they've been won by the away team every game. Yeah, absolutely. We had so many players on base today and couldn't get any of them around. It was yep. the only one. Altuve got on straight away, and Alvarez got him in in the first, and that was all she looked like doing. Um, but they said some stat today, Houston are something like 20 and 23 away in their last 23 games. And they've, they've lost something like 19 out of 22 at home out of their last 22. Yep. It's ridiculous. And Houston's away from it. Got, oh, I don't know. Because and these rabid they're, they're, home crowds. Oh, they're mad. They're fantastic in South Texas. They, they're absolutely fantastic. Yet... They can't win at home. They're, what I'll be interested to see who, who is who actually starts tomorrow. I think on Houston's rotation, it might actually be Urquidy. And I'm wondering if it'll mm. be Scherzer. I'm not quite sure. I think you're right on both counts there. Yeah. And I, I cannot imagine that they would not consider going to Javier and Verlander and even Valdez if they need it. But oh, they do have one of the best closers of the lot. Yeah, Presley, if they're in front, Presley goes out, you know, unlike today yes. when they sent, they sent Stanek out with a load of bases and uh, and the fella hit a bomb and all of a sudden it was 9-2 and it was all over. Grand slam, home run when it was already said and done pretty much. But, um, yeah, because it wasn't Presley on the mound. It was Stanek with the 1980s poison haircut. That's right. Um, so tomorrow, everybody, there's a double header in the baseball, 807 I I think is Phil in Arizona in Philadelphia and good luck Zona in that place. And then at 1103, I'm sorry, these are Eastern centers. So let me get this right. Yeah, I'll be up It's at five. I think it's 507 like Perth time and 803 Perth time. And Houston, Houston, because it's further west, Houston and Texas is the second game. So it's an yep. enormous doubleheader. And I mean, massive doubleheader. I think Philly will win. Uh, and I'm God, I hope Houston did because Surely that's just been one awesome. Game at home. One, just one. Just I said, one. I said when we were down to, I was praying that we'd win in seven and uh, not really thinking it was a reality at the time. We'd just been so thoroughly dominated in the first two games. But, you know, one game at home. That's right. And Altuve's been unbelievable for, I for Houston. I said the other day, he's the Sachin Tendulkar of baseball. He just keeps churning out, runs the little fella. He does. Um. So make sure you're watching that tomorrow. Just a and, compelling and day of baseball. Don't forget Alvarez, who's batting something like seven fourteen. Yes. No. <laughs> um, that will be a fascinating day tomorrow. It's 
sudden death for both. That game's in Houston, I might add. Um, I was reading today, uh, Bryson DeChambeau's team won the team's championship in live. Tim, as an avid golfer, how do you read the last 18 months in golf? And uh, as an overall, overall, and how do you think the merch is going to work when it when it pushes on? The second question, I've got no idea how how they're really going to make it um, pan out and how the merge is going to go. The, the 18 months has been fascinating. It's been sit back with a bucket of popcorn sort of material and just watch what's going on. Um, all the moral arguments made by any of the PGA and all of that sort of stuff have pretty much been blown out of the water by now, accepting the money from the, from what's it called, the PIL, the PIF, the Public Investment Fund. Public Investment um, Fund, yeah. Yeah, um, you know, they, they, they made a whole bunch of moral arguments. Oh, you can't take money from that. Like, any big money's not questionable money, to be honest. Um, you know, big oil, big business, it's um, it's all it's all sort of tied up in... in Ma- Manchester City, places. the best football... Manchester, uh-huh. as much as this is hard to say, best football Scratch team the in the world. You'll find some, you'll find some, some yeah. dodgy people behind big money, some questionable practices. It's just, you know, Jeff Bezos isn't a wonderful fella either, to be honest. Um, so the moral arguments are, are one thing, but um, it certainly has shaken up the game a little bit. Uh, the the tour championship was a very very bland affair. Yep. This year in the PGA, and 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 you know that's because it's it's lacking the best players. The all the best players aren't there, um, and some of the live stuff has been really good. The, the Adelaide tournament was fantastic. Awesome. Um, awesome to watch. But some of it's been very flat. And Fair. whatever whatever package it is they're putting together, it hasn't certainly hasn't clicked with the viewership yet, whether they need to think about how they put it out there or whatever. Um, it hasn't hit home. But, you know, I'll sit here and scroll Twitter on a live post for ages just watching the the two sides are so angry about it. And I sit right in the middle. I just want to watch good golf. I'll watch Cameron Smith playing good golf every single day of the week. And I love, you know, that when that he's done well and he's pocketed you know, how could you say no to the sort of money they're they're offering? Well, like well, I, you, I you, completely you are yeah. a professional athlete. And exactly. That's generational money. And I'm never going to second guess any of them. Forget about the good of the game because the PGA tour is about its own money-making thing, and that's what they wanted to protect, and they've proven that. Oh, they have. What I want to see... Sorry. What I want to see is the best golf. And the majors, the majors have been fantastic in the last year and a half. Yes, they have. Because we get all those blokes back together, and there's a little bit of extra edge, and the probably only thing better was the Ryder Cup. The Ryder Cup was absolutely sensational. But if the Americans go in and dominate Ryder Cup, it's not as fantastic. It's like Queensland and New South Wales in the state of origin. State of origin's all, state of origin's always supposedly better when the Maroon mob win. Um, I guess you an example. What? Why would Cameron Smith, after just winning the British Open at twenty-eight, knock back one hundred and twenty million dollars, which is what he got? The yeah, one bloke the that I money is going to make plus that. The one bloke I feel kind. Yeah, that's right. The one bloke I feel kind of sorry for is Sideki Matsuyama, who knocked back $584 million Australian to stay with PGA, Ooh. and then 12 months later they've turned around. Yeah. It was interesting. The, the, the one bloke who's actually said the most powerful thing about 
golf in the last 12 months, in fact, 18 months, is Donald Trump. And Donald Trump said when this happened, he said, you lot, uh, this is to the PGA, this is crazy. This is, he was quoted as saying this, you will all be in the same, but the golf will be run by the same body in 18 months. That's exactly what he said when this all started. And every word of that has come true. It's just, I, I'm like you, I like watching the best golf. That's why the Ryder Cup was phenomenal entertainment. And I just hope it works. I just hope, because there's going to be, I think there'll be a lot of lingering bad blood between the live players, particularly some of the older guys, and some of the more experienced leading players in PGA. I don't know how Rory McIlroy is going to stand next to Phil Mickelson or Bryson DeChambeau or Dustin Johnson. I'm not sure how it's going to go, Tim. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, the the full swing documentary certainly added a layer to that by having the access that they had and, you know, people speaking pretty freely has, has been shared and, and then things, you know, the, the, the field has changed. So, you know, Rory's Rory's on record as saying some pretty blunt things. Um, yep. and, and, you know, but again, I think you'll find a lot of the time there wasn't a great deal of blood between Phil and many of the players. Stories come out recently about Tiger basically oh. having, having Phil disinvited from uh, an event because nobody liked him anyway. Um, sounds like sounds like Michael Jordan and Isaiah Thomas. That does. Yeah, 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 absolutely. And who you know, in the end, it's who's got the the public leverage, and that's that's Tiger and that's Rory, really. Yes, They're the ones who, who who get to say how things go at the at the big level. Um, but yeah, even his stories from Mickelson's former caddy Bones, who he, he wasn't the all the caddies get to keep the flags when they win tournaments. Yes, and Mickelson wouldn't give them to Bones. Yeah, Mickelson's an interesting cat. You suspect yeah. that he's been very lucky to avoid some of the authorities, actually. But anyway, that's a, that's a matter mm-hmm. for somebody else to talk about. Now, oh, we must mention Min Jin Lee's won another tournament, this time on a playoff. She's playing great golf at the moment. She's yeah. just a superb Min- golfer. Top, Min she is a top-class athlete. Week. Min Wei won yep. in China last week, and then he came sixth, which has pretty much got himself his tour card um, this weekend. And she's, she's won, so I think, the first time a brother-sister have won major, you know, big tournaments, top level tournaments in in the space of a week ever. I don't think there's too many other candidates just quietly, but um mm. yeah, they're fantastic stories. She's a serious golfer and he is just coming well along. Remember the late Jack Newton saying to someone one day, watch this bloke, this bloke can play, and he's been proven right. The Constellation Club's just finished, actually, in Auckland, and New Zealand's won the fourth game, but Australia's won the Constellation Cup on aggregate. And, again, it's been superb, Nepal. I've only seen a few highlights, but those two oh. teams just put on a great performance every time. And, seriously and, physical, Nepal. I've watched all four games. and Yep. Seriously physical, Nepal, like, People, you know, Warwick Kappa sitting on heads. Paige Hadley nearly had a knee busted from some Kiwi bird self-burned landing on her head. Um, but, yeah, really scrappy. And the umpires were throwing out cautions left, right and centre of data just to try and keep a control of it. And in the end, we just couldn't keep our control, couldn't keep that. But we had a nice, we had a four-goal lead with about seven minutes to go today and lost by three. And again, Australia win that game uh, on aggregate, and it has been compelling. Yeah, it's a bit like the Ashes, though, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, it is. You keep you keep the trophy because you had the trophy, and you and you drew the series, but uh, you were up early, and you 
you've been outplayed late and you sort of end with, okay, we'll take the trophy home. But uh... and, and if anybody in netball administration is out there listening to this, pay the players. This Mate, has gone on long serious, enough. Serious hey, the players, they are serious. Some of them go and play football, Australian football. That's how good athletes they are. These athletes need to be paid properly. So whoever's out there running, and netball has this reputation of not being um, looking after its elite players, pay the players. For goodness sake, give them a living wage. Give them something, you know, find a way. And I'm sure yeah. that there's money out People there. People are going to say that Gina Reinhardt offered the money, but you know you don't have to take money from. We go back to the live golf thing, I guess. You don't have to take money from every source, but no, I, I admire the stance they took on that. But there's going to be they're a successful entity, and they're they're packing out stadiums, and you have a a, a passive audience there ready to be tapped. Someone needs to get into it. You do. That being said, Gina Reithardt has actually backed other sports and has been quite generous with her money. You, they don't have to take it, and so no. be it. That's fine. I, I understand. Uh, Mrs. Reithardt can't be questioned with some of her commitment to some of the athletes. That's one thing that she can't. She's put a lot of money out there, but yes, there that it, it caught. She caught courts controversy everywhere. Gina Reithardt. It's interesting, but anyway, that's another matter. Now let's get serious. This is something that the the big fella has been keen to talk to. Mr. Redden, can someone stop the Denver, Denver Nuggets? And with trades, is it Milwaukee or Boston? Talk to us. Yeah, gee, Boston of Boston are going to come out of things all right. Um, yep. They, you know, if, if you, you made me put money down now on, on on East and West, it'd be Denver and Boston. But you, you know, it's an eighty-two game season and an injury here. Um, yep. or an injury there can 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 change the landscape altogether. Uh, you're never going to write off a team with uh, LeBron James in it, even still. Uh, you're never going to write off a team with Steph Curry in it. They are you know, all-time greats uh, of the game, and they'll they'll be there when at the business end of things. Sacramento mm. really showed that they can be something last year. They were not far away, and will get better. Um, but Denver are amazing. That fella is something I've like I've never seen on a basketball court. I have been reading an enormous amount and trying to drill down. I use ESPN as one of my sources for reading articles because I find them to be pretty unbiased. And some of the depth of articles, the essays they've written on the Joker, are quite remarkable. Um, you know, they keep on saying he's this guy that's a non-athlete and just his vision around the basketball court. And had the, and there's almost no centers ever ever that have played like him. And if you think of the best centres of all time, I'll throw your names like Mr. Russell, Wilt Chamberlain, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, Shaquille. There's four I can think of. None of them played the way this guy does. No. Um, no. Russell was a defensive centre. Chamberlain started off as an offensive force, became a defensive force. Shaquille was probably one-dimensional but also unstoppable. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, just I reckon the most complete of all of them was possibly Kareem. And his longevity and his record and says that. You, you can add in one H. Elijah one into that conversation if you want to. Yeah, Maybe you would have if won you a want few more to. championships yep. if it weren't for a fella named Nem Jordan. But that, that, that's a, that's a fair point. Hakeem's got to be mentioned, them. but yeah, none of, them are this, none of them are this guy. He is no, phenomenal. And you know, for a few years there, we were saying he's the best passing big man in the game. He might be the best passing player in the game. He is astonishing where he oh, finds he people is. and where he finds them from. 
and 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 hits everyone in in rhythm like it right in the shooting pocket ready to rise up the players you're going to be a 10% better shooter in his outfit if you're in the right spot because you're going to catch it in the right slot you know he is a phenomenon and his touch around the basket is is absolutely just gorgeous he's yeah very very difficult prospect to guard and what, in one of Charles Barkley and Shaquille O'Neal's compelling arguments on Inside the NBA, Barkley, Barkley made a, makes a point of saying, Shaquille, you couldn't play today because big men can shoot three. And, of course, Shaquille got took a bridge at this. That's exactly right. And this guy, Jokic, can shoot from 35 foot. Do, do Miami Can Miami make a run and at least push Boston? Or do you think the East is between Milwaukee and Boston at this early stage? Um. Yeah, I mean, Miami were fantastic last year. They, they did what Philly are doing in the baseball right now. They came from nowhere and yep. and ran over everyone. Um, and Jim, Jimmy Buckets, Jim, Jimmy Butler is a, is a serious basketball player. He's fantastic. I'm not sure they've found another notch to get another notch better yep. just yet. But, you know, the season is a long one and they may, someone may step up, someone may come in. Um, yeah. That's an interesting one. I think Milwaukee were the ones that obviously have traded well and, and have themselves a very good team there. Boston should have done it already. You just look at them and you go, they've, Jason Tatum is all-time. He's a Hall of Fame player. Um, Marcus Smart's been great, don't get me wrong, but it's a pretty shrewd trade. To, to It's time for him to, to go and help someone else. And... And in such Drew Holiday, if I'm right, that's come in. Right. Um, that's a serious defensive presence you've got there, and a and a, and a solid scorer. And yeah, they just right across the court, one through eight, they can they can do you some damage. Um, I'm, I'd be putting looking at Boston. Joel Embiid's there, and Joel Embiid's there in Philly, and he's going to be good as he is. But you know, the um. And while they're still dealing with the Harden problem, they, it's hard to take them seriously. You can't. And and I'm not sure he'll take Harden on. I've got no idea. I, I, I don't know where he fits. Not for that money. I just don't know where no. he fits. No, well, it's, just... it's, it's with another bunch of weird units, like just send him off with Kyrie. And, or someone talked about the Clippers. You know, they're, they're a bunch of head cases as well. Russell. <laughs> well, <they laughs> Russell, That's Kawhi. A... PG, I mean, just just put them all together and see what happens. You know, it didn't work oh. in Brooklyn, but if if you read about Westbrook, he should have been an Olympic decathlete. That's how good an athlete he's. We didn't talk in that about Phoenix, and they don't write them off if they get a full healthy season out of any any team that's got Durant and Booker in it. Um, yes, is a very good team. I, th- I think you might find some Golden State Warriors games won and lost by 141 <laughs> to 138. I think there might be some lights out shootathons because I'm not sure how good the, the, the Golden State Warriors defense is, is going to be if Paul and Curry are on the same court at the same time. Yeah, well, that's a true thing. I think you'll find Paul will be running the second unit a lot of the time. Um, the way they play the open court sort of stuff they play, he can play with the first unit, but it gives them poise in the second unit that they, you know, when Curry sits. They don't necessarily have. Fascinating. Um, and I, I know we spoke about this briefly. Right now, you would think that 
it can the Kansas City Chiefs are going to play one of Philly and San Francisco in the, in the Super Bowl. Um, the couple a couple of teams put their hand up today. Baltimore, in particular, destroyed the Detroit Lions. But I rather think San Francisco and Philly are a cut above in the NFC, and Kansas City are looking pretty good without having played their best footy. That, that's sort of where it's going at the moment. We're about a third of the way through the season, or just over. That will be very, very interesting. It's a very, it's a wacky. Houston are playing good football, which is great to see. They've been so poor for so long, um, and uh, it's kind of good to see Detroit. Uh, on top of their division after also being so bad for so long. We'll wait and see <laughs> well, how that, that that eventuates, actually. Yeah, I'm always going to be putting my chips down with the San Francisco 49ers at this stage. A young fella from the school that I teach at, who was there when I started teaching there, is their, is their punter, Mitch Wisnowski. Mm-hmm. And yes. so I'll be I'll be putting, putting my support behind the Niners there. Is that, tell me, the absolute best job in professional sports? punter in the NFL. Seriously? For for roll on the field, kick a torpedo, roll off, few million bucks, you beauty. Yes, it's it's less stressful than um field goal kicking be, uh, yeah, and yeah, being you know, a place kicker because if you really right. miss it's you know if you're a few meter or two off it's not really that costly. You know, you you gotta be a serious kind of athlete to keep the football in the air for five seconds, which is what they require. You know, count your 1,000, 1,001, 1,002s. One, five seconds is a bloody long time to keep a footy in the air. So, but I, I reckon, you know, do, dollars per minute of and stress stress of the job and you still get to hang out at all the NFL parties and whatnot, that's that's a pretty good job in professional sports for me. And it produces treasures like Pat McAfee, who was a le- very funny man on the field, and he's even more compelling off-field. He's fascinating. His podcast is great to listen to if you get a I chance. Hear, I hear, the Pat yeah, McAfee yeah. show is great fun. Yeah, I hear, hear he's very popular. Oh, he is. He's extraordinarily popular. And he gets Aaron Rodgers on a lot, which is always interesting. Well, I think that gets through most of what we wanted to get through in our in, in the inaugural edition of the Brothers. I've had a ball. Thank you so much. It'd be great just sitting sitting talking back and listening to your opinions and that. Thank you so much for joining us, mate. It's been a pleasure. And let's get into it again soon. Big brother, I have had a great time. Let's do it. Absolutely. On behalf of Tim Redden, my name is David Redden. That's been the first edition of the Brothers Podcast. Hope you enjoy. Give us some feedback. Thumbs up, thumbs out. Don't worry us, but put it out there. We're just going to catch up uh, on a regular basis, this Brothers Podcast. We just started tonight, and hopefully you'll enjoy it. And you don't have to agree with everything we said, but uh, I know my brother loves his sport and knows his sport unbelievably well. And, uh, yeah, be good to talk to him again. Tim, take care. We'll catch up with you next week. Cheers, everyone. Night. On behalf, on behalf of Tim, my name's David. That's been the Brothers Podcast. We'll see you next week. Bye for now. Yeah. Uh-huh.